It's time for the Moving the Chains podcast. Your home for high school football coverage in the Palmetto State. Every team, every game, every week. And now, your host, Kevin Thomas and John Epps. Preview show, John. Last week of the regular season, it flew by, but man, we got some big games again this week for sure. Yeah, we're deciding who's going to be region champs in a lot of games, and mm-hmm. that's a big deal for home field advantage. And I think even more important, sets you up for who you have to play and who you don't have to play down the playoff stretch. Yes, it is a big advantage to get at least a couple games at home. That's why you get that one seed if you can. Either two seed usually get one game and then travel. With that one seed, you get at least two. So definitely want to be in that spot. If you guys are tuning in for the first time, we appreciate you. We do a preview show live on Facebook every Tuesday night. Next week, next week we'll have our playoff preview shows, our 1, 2, and 3A in a group, and our 4 and 5A in a group. So definitely like our video, like our page here to, to stay up to date with everything that we do live on here. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MovingChains, M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S over there. Check out our audio-only version on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast at. We're on there as well. We do a recap show on usually Sunday or Monday afternoons. It comes out that kind of recaps everything from the week before. That's the audio-only show, so definitely follow us on the podcast uh, places for that one. And then, John, we've got some big stuff coming up. Like we mentioned, we had some big stuff last week with the interviews with Coach Robert Muster from Powderville and whatnot. But I know I just hit on this, but I'm really excited about those preview shows, preview shows next week. Oh, yeah, it's uh... – Maybe at the preview show for the year is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But I like the playoff one even more because then we see the brackets and see who probably is going to match up with who. And, you know, gosh, we talk, I remember we were talking this afternoon last year about how, how good of a season Greenville had and the way their region tiebreaker worked out. They didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Glad to be uh, away from that one team per region rule like they had during COVID last year. But lots of stuff still to get settled out here. And, John, let's get to our, our four games of the week all four of which have a region championship on the line. The first one here, probably the game that we're going to be at, that's T.L. Hanna at Hillcrest Friday night over there in Simpsonville, John. T.L. Hanna coming off a 28-22 victory over Burns. A little bit closer than people thought. Hillcrest, 51-7 over Mann. Who are you leaning to in your kind of your early thoughts in this game between the Yellow Jackets and the Rams there? I think Hanna is the better team. Uh, I, I think Hanna wins this game. Uh, you know, what I think about is, hey, Hillcrest has been playing really well lately. Mm-hmm. They're a good team. We saw them at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. like a lot of what they have on offense. Um, but, you know, we saw them get beat by Greenwood at home to start the year off. And Hannah is like the 5A version 
of Greenwood. They run that similar offense. They like to keep the ball on the ground. Yep. Um, a little bit of misdirection, a little bit of option, running the football. And, again, like Greenwood, they do it very well. They're a little bit deeper. They're a little bit bigger than Greenwood, which is hard to believe. Yeah. Um, and, and they've been doing it for a while. They're very uh, familiar with it. I like Ham a little bit in this ball game. I'll tell you what, Hillcrest has got the offense to, to really make this game interesting. And you got the region on the line. And this is a big playoff game last year over in Anderson as well. Yeah, we were at that ball game there at TL Hanna um, as they played last year, last week of the season as well. But, yeah, this is the game where, you know, I was really high on Hanna. I saw them beat Malden a few weeks ago. They looked really good. I thought they were kind of coming along because, you know, they had to replace a lot. But then they, they beat Burns by six. Not that that's a bad, you know, that's a good win. Like, Burns, well, we don't think they're as good as they have been. So that kind of surprised me a little bit. They have been as well. They have been. They've been able to figure out the defense a little bit. So I, I thought that game was going to be a closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what Hannah's going to do, how much they've been holding back. You know, we talked about how they've had weeks where they've had 14 different guys to carry the ball, 10 different guys carry the ball. You wonder if maybe now that they've got this big game here against Hillcrest, maybe they kind of settle in and say, hey, here's our studs. You know, are they holding back a couple guys and maybe giving them five carries instead of 10 or 15? You wonder if they're going to kind of narrow that down a little bit this week. Um, been playing two quarterbacks with Dillard and Fretwell. Like I said, 10-plus guys carrying it with Johnson and Morrison and Batchelor and Cochran. So many options there on that offensive side. Well, then Hillcrest, we talked talk about their offense and their talent all year long. You know, quarterback Bennett, Judy, I think he has 21 TDs on the season. He had another five last week. The running back, Logan Coulter, has another 10, 10 TDs on the ground. Receiver, Avery McFadden, has nine TDs. They've got Wisniewski and Neal and Jackson out there. Coulter's a, a receiving threat. It's going to be an interesting ballgame. I like both the offenses a lot. Um, and this could be a quick game because obviously T.L. Hanna is going to run it. They're going to keep the ball on the ground and run that clock. But Hillcrest has really started running the ball more lately, too. I think they had 300-plus yards against Malden on the ground, I believe it was. They've had 200-plus in several other ball games there. The Rams have kind of switched over to that running offense, and, and that may help them where if they get a lead, maybe they can you know kind of grind some clock on T.L. Hanna. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing. I think for Hanna, I think the tough part for them in this game is stopping Hillcrest. Mm-hmm. Hillcrest's got a great offense, and, and they've been playing pretty good defense yep. lately, too. Um but yet, the problem is for Hannah, if they do get down, and especially late in the game, it, it'd be great for Hillcrest if they yeah. get up early to be able to dictate the tempo a little bit more as to what they want to do. Um, but if you get down to a fourth quarter game, and Hillcrest has the lead, boy, if you can make Hannah have to throw, have to throw yeah. the football a little bit yeah. uh, more than they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know, last year, that game we went to, I, I think they threw the ball maybe half a dozen times. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really have to, but if you make them do something out of their norm, boy, you really put them in a tough spot. Whereas Hillcrest, they prove they can do either. They yep. can go through the air. They can Dynamic. now run the ball a lot more this year. Uh, Hillcrest got a great opportunity. They do. They have a very, very good opportunity. They do. So some more stats here on Hillcrest. Some that I like, some that I don't like. One of these, John, is they've got a really good return game. They've had four return touchdowns this year between McFadden and Jones. That could be big in a game like this where, you know, you have a big return on a punt or a kickoff or whatever to put you in a good position. could be a big play there. But then what I don't like, they've had nine penalties or more in seven out of their eight games. And it's against a, a team like T.L. Hannon, we say it every year, you got to be disciplined. you got to play smart. Nine penalties is, is not the way you want to go against the Yellow Jackets. But um, then another one I do like, I do like for Hillcrest here, in the second half, they've outscored opponents 168-78 to 78 in the second half. So they really pulled away late in the games. 
Love to see that. You know, I think I'm going to lean Hillcrest here. You know, when I saw T.L. Hanna play Malden, Malden has some good success running the ball on those guys. So they just got behind early and couldn't catch up. You know, they were down a couple scores right from the jump. It felt like T.L. Hanna ran more of a 3-3-5, which kind of allowed Deuce Caldwell and Jaden Lucas and those guys to get some yards on the ground. And I think that Hillcrest can kind of do the same thing with Coldren and, and all those guys that got back there running the ball. This would be Hillcrest's only fourth region title ever, which is kind of tough to believe for a team that's been pretty good. Uh, they won a state championship a few years ago. And one thing I do like in their favor, John, is you mentioned them playing Greenwood. They play Greenwood and Woodmont, both teams that run kind of that wing T triple option. So this isn't like a one-off deal with T.L. Hanna. They've had some some experience with that. And hats off to Coach Frady there for scheduling Greenwood, yeah. knowing they're going to need smart. that later in the year there. I'm going to lean with the Rams at home. I think Hillcrest wins this ball game. I think it's a very close game. I like the Rams at home. Okay. Okay, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a one-score game. Um, I would not be surprised mm-hmm. that Hillcrest wins. But I think Hannah's a little bit better. Um, yeah. You mentioned how well they've done in the second half, Hillcrest. In the game we went to against Greenwood, gosh, they just got so far down mm-hmm. in the first half. And in the second half, they found themselves they a little did. bit more. Uh, they started to throw the ball a bit more and started to play a little bit better defense. Keep it them. Don't let the game get out of hand in yeah. the first half. Yeah, and that's why, you know, when I talked about going to that Malden game a couple weeks ago, I thought Malden made a huge mistake. They won the toss and deferred. If you win the toss against TLN, I think you want to take the ball, score, take the lead, and just go from there. Because if you fall behind, it kind of wears on you. Like, oh, man, you know, these guys are going to just be a machine. They're going to score. They're going to score. So you don't want to let them score first. You want to score first on TLN. That's why if I win the toss, I'm taking the ball. Hopefully Hillcrest does that. We'll see what happens uh, yeah. Friday night. I totally agree with that. I, think, yeah, I know that goes against kind of conventional mm-hmm. wisdom. But, you know, if Hannah, you can play 12-minute quarters. If Hannah gets the ball and they go, they take up the half the first quarter, go yep. down and score – it's not that big of a deal, but boy, that is draining on you because in yeah. the offense, it's like, man, got to score quick. To we're, get, yeah. yeah, we're halfway through the first quarter. We haven't touched the ball yet. You, you press a little bit. Whereas, if you're able to get the ball, mm-hmm. you go down and score. Whether it takes you two minutes or five minutes or whatever, you, you eliminate that. Yep. You, you got some momentum on your side, and and even if Hannah takes the rest of the first quarter, goes down, and ties the game. Whatever. That's right. You're, you're pretty you, much you tied for a quarter. quarter. That's fine. <laughs> yep, exactly Not right. And so it should be a great ball game Friday night over there um, at Chandler Stadium for Twin Hillcrest and T.L. Hanna. Quick shout-out here to Kevron. Uh, Chad's in here. Tyrell's in here. Melvin, Ja'Cory. Patrick's in here. Rashodi, Shannon, Quinnen. Patrick says, what's up, guys? Go Engines. Patrick, good to see you, man. Appreciate it. Hats off. Uh, congrats to Gaffney. Won that region championship last week. Uh, big dub for those guys there. Um, Rashodi says, T.L. Hanna wins. I honestly think it's a toss-up. I'm leaning Hillcrest. I think it's a toss-up, really, either way. Kevron says, go Gray. And then Peeling versus Edisto. Gray, big game versus Newberry, playing for the region this year. We'll yep. talk about that here in a few minutes. And then Peeling versus Edisto. Peeling, big win over Barmore last week. Really surprised really me. Big. I think they'll beat uh, Edisto pretty easily there. And then Tyrell Fox, we're going to see you in here. We'll talk about you guys here in a minute with that Lakeview game. That's one of our games yeah. of the week as well. But let's move to our second one here, John. Another region championship on the line. Two teams before the season started where I don't think we would have thought this was an early championship game. That's York at South Point. You know, we knew South Point was good. We talk about them every year, how they're a top, you know, contender. And we were actually surprised that they weren't higher in the preseason poll. Yeah. I remember talking yeah. about that. York, a team that kind of flew under the radar for even a lot of the season. They kept winning, but we didn't really think they were great. You know, we talked about Indian Land doing some good things there. And then uh, even Lancaster doing some some good things in that region. Catawba Ridge obviously was a hot name for a while. But York is right there. Playing against the Stallions Friday night, John. Who do you like in this matchup? I tell you, I like South Point a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think South Point is um, 
they've been tested a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I, I think to me that's a really really big thing. Uh, and they not only have they been tested, they have beat some really really good teams. Um, most notably, knocking off Northwestern to start the week season one. off in a yep. very impressive or game. Uh, and then they got put through the pressure cooker again in a triple overtime game against South Lawrence. That was a uh, Sellers. Yes, when he South was still Lawrence there at South Lawrence. Yep. Uh, great win there. You know, their one loss is to Spring Valley. A good 5A uh, team. You know, a very good 5A team. They lost a, a defensive battle 14-7. Mm -hmm. to 7. I think they're a really good team. They play some tough teams. You know, they're coming off a win against an Indian land team. They've been playing been pretty better. good yep. this year, um, beating by two scores. I think South Point's a little bit better here. But the thing that York, I think, has going for them is the only game they've lost was their first game of the year against Cox Mill out of Concord, North mm -hmm. Carolina. Um, no idea what they are. Yeah. They've never heard of that school before. I don't know. Maybe they have a ton of talent. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Hard to tell, right? Mm -hmm. um, we don't look at those guys. But I, they've struggled a little bit against some teams that just, eh. You know, Union County, they just haven't been that great. Game. Yep. That was a one-score game. The Rock Hill game, not a good Rock Hill team. Yeah. A one-score game. But Westwood, you know, a low-scoring game there. Westwood with a big win. Your team of the week. Yeah, beat Irma last week. Friday, yeah. Um, a Catawba Ridge team that started to slide a little bit. They won that game by a score. Uh, it, it's hard to tell York, but they, they're winning. Yeah. They're they winning. Are. They are. Yeah, and York, uh, great coach here, Dean Boyd. He's been, you know, all over the state, Marlboro County, whatnot. Really good, really good coach here for several years. They've got a, a really good rushing attack led by the quarterback, Aiden Davis, running backs, Glasgow, Thompson, and Guthrie. They've got a big-time receiver, Javon Long, really fast, getting some college looks there. But they're a young team, John. They've got a lot of sophomores, a lot of guys who have not been in this position before. While you flip it over to South Point, you know they're here every year. So you wonder how much of a, of a you know a factor that plays there. That defense, though, led by Russell and, and, and Edgerton, those guys, is pretty good also. South Point, I think they had a bye week left. I think I think the Indian, Indian Lane game may have been okay, two weeks okay. ago. I'm not sure. Um, but they, uh, they've they got the McCord kid at quarterback, Thompson running back, Wayman Jennerette, one of my favorite players in the state at wide receiver there. And then A.J. Miller, defensive end. I think he had that seven-sack game earlier this year. So, <laughs> them, so yeah, yeah, well, interesting to see what happens there. I know that South Point's got some problems protecting the passer as well. So, if York can get after them a little bit, maybe they can kind of you know make it a defensive struggle there. This is a game that – I think I'm going to go to South Point because of the experience and being at home. But I think York probably keeps it close. I think that could be a team that's sneaking in the playoffs as well. I, I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be very close. And I think York's a team that's going to be uh, one to look out for in the playoffs too because they're, you know, they're good enough to, to play with anybody, it seems like. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll see once we get to the playoffs. Yeah, I just like the talent at South Point. They've got some really good players. Um, the coaching staff, they've been there before. They know what to do. Uh, with York, hey, if you're York, don't change anything. Yeah. Do what you've been doing. It's been working all year. Don't don't put added pressure on these young 10th graders. Hey, it's a region championship. It, it, really, if I'm York, I'd say, hey, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're in the playoffs. Let's work on our – let's work on what we can work on. Let's do what we've done all year. If we win the game, awesome. But I wouldn't put – don't put more added pressure on. Yeah, you're getting a whole playoff game either way. So, uh, let it, leave it all out there. That's leave right. All and, and, hey, they're going to be gassed up enough. This yep. is – Last game of the year, it's against a, what I think is a bit probably a bit of a new rival for York playing South Point, you know, another uh, you know, big dog in York County. I, I don't know. I think York York's probably the one with the chip on their shoulder because they're not one of the York County big yeah. dogs. They're not Northwestern. They're not Rock Hill. They're not South Point. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I see uh, Derek Bethay in here now. We've got Rashodi saying York was surprised this season that he's going with South Point. I agree. I, I think so uh, as well there, John. Our third game of the week here is a game that the records necessarily aren't, aren't great for these teams, um, but still region championship somewhat on the line. I'll explain that here in a minute. That's Dorman at Spartanburg. Dorman coming off a 54-27 win over Wade Hampton. Spartanburg coming off a 35-7 win over Riverside. Both teams uh, have been kind of up and down this year. You know, Dorman lost some games early to Clover and to Fort D and whatnot. Started playing better for a few weeks there, but then they lost to Gaffney and to Burns. Spartanburg started off slow without Raheem Jeter. Lost to Gaffney week yeah. one. Had a, a couple of tough losses. Lost to, to Dutch Fort Big, but who didn't, obviously. Kind of hitting their stride. Had a nice win over Burns a few weeks ago. Um, you know, they've beaten Riverside. They've beaten Bowling Springs, those guys like that. Interesting to see how this game goes. You know, Dorman been playing still kind of the two quarterbacks with Tally and Bomar. Tally more the passer, but Bomar more the rusher. The running backs, Black and, and, and Foster and those guys. Our receivers, Norman and Porter. We know about the big O-line with, with the Anderson kid going to Clemson there. Defense led by Hudson Lee. Just name after name after name, John. But they, they I think they're, what, four and five, four and four on the year? Yeah. Um, five and three? Five I don't know. Three. That's Spark Rock's five and three. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. Dorm, Dorm's four and four. Dorm's four and four. Okay. Um, but then Spark Rock, who said, you know, Raheem Jeter came back, has really left, you know, lifted that offense up a lot. And last week they got running back Drew Carter back. Uh, was a dynamic player early in the year, went out for a while, and he is back now and should be able to go for this game. He's a big time player that could, could really help out the Vikings Friday night. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been a little bit critical of Spartanburg last two years, really, um, but they've been playing a lot better lately. And you know, gosh, it, I don't blame them for the Dutch Fork game. Nobody mm-hmm. has been able to really touch Dutch Fork. Um, yep. And then you go back, you know, one of their other losses was a one score game to Malden. Mm-hmm. Malden's got a ton of talent and yep. really good. And then their one their other loss outside of that is a gap. Yeah. So. Two of their three losses are to arguably the two best teams in the yep. state. Yep. You know, uh, you can't really hate them for that, and they've been playing really good lately. And the big thing is they're healthy. Yeah, they weren't healthy at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, they didn't have year, like you said, for a while. So I, I actually I like Spartanburg in this game. I think they're training the right way. And with Dorman, gosh, going into, going into the year, I was super high on Dorman, mm-hmm. and then they lose that opener to Clover, and it's like, ooh, what Clover team that has proven to be not. Very yeah, good. we thought Clover yeah. was going to be good. I think everybody thought Clover was going to be good after that game. But Dorman just has underwhelmed a little bit this year, and they're just they're unpredictable. Yeah, you know what's crazy to me about Dorman? I was going to think of this earlier. The two most impressive games for Dorman this year for me are losses. Yeah. When they played Fort Dorchester yeah. close on the road, and they played Gaffney close yeah. uh, a few weeks ago as well. So they haven't really won a big game. You know, I, I just don't know what to make of these guys. I thought they had it figured out a little bit. With what they were doing, Bomar and, and whatnot, with the big win over Ridgeview and then Riverside, I thought they were really turning in the right direction. But then the Gaffney win or Gaffney loss, they still played well there. Very but then good. the Burns game and scored 17 points. I don't know what to make. I mean, I think I'm leaning Spartanburg as well at home. I think Raheem Jeter steps up t- his time to shine. He brings him a region championship. But I'll break that down for a second here, John. So we have a potential for a three way tie in this region. <laughs> One of the craziest, uh, you know, region tiebreakers as well is in this. We'll go to here in a second. So the region tiebreaker is. Points allowed at the end of the third quarter against, uh, sorry, points differential in the third quarter against teams in region. So if Dorman just the third quarter. Yeah. No, after the end of the third at, quarter. At, yeah. To this. Yeah. So if Dorman it wins the game, and they're leading by six or more after three, they'll be the one seed. Spartanburg two, Burns three. If Dorman wins and they're leading by five or less after the third quarter, Burns wins the region. Dorman second, Spartanburg third. 
if Spartanburg wins the game, they're the one seed. Burns two, Dorman three. So, wow. lots to lots to figure out here. Um, I think Spartanburg wins and just says we're gonna we're gonna be done with it. I'm just gonna take yeah. take control. I think the Vikings win this game, but could be a very very exciting ball game. It'd be very interesting to. Uh... Tuned into the end of that third quarter, you right? Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where Patrick says he has no, no idea who to take. He thinks Dorn, but it sounds like Spartanburg's played well. Gave him all they wanted. Shady said he's taking Spartanburg as well. Yeah, I think we're both going that direction, John. And I think we're both going there. And Ryan Franklin, appreciate you tuning in as well, man. Um, let's go to our another game of the week here, John. Let's get more comments on that one. No, I just I think I I love Dorman, but part of it is is Dorman. You yeah, know, their best win of the year. It's probably against a Riverside team that's just started to get yeah, down. Yeah, when they lost so. their quarterback after the first drive, too. So, it's hard to – Spartanburg is impressive. I like Spartanburg. Yeah, game. I agree. Probably first I time agree. I picked them this year. <laughs> Could be for me, too. I think, actually. A big game. I think so. And now our next game of the week, one that I know Derek and Tyrell are going to be tuning into. That's Green Sea Floyd traveling to Lakeview. Another region championship game on the line, John. Wild Gators and Trojans both in the top 10 here. Green Sea coming off a 30-26 win over Hannah Pamplico last week. A, a wild game there. A game that actually was scoreless in the fourth quarter between those two teams. <laughs> Crazy. They let me come off a 22-20 overtime victory over Walker Mall. 3A school there. Green Sea Floyd's led by the quarterback. Love it. They got the wide receiver Dameron out there. Running backs Johnson, Thorndike, and Watson. Lakeview led by quarterback DJ Bethea. Over 1,000 yards passing there. Wide receiver Shahid Dawkins and the Page kid. Uh, running backs Foxworth and Bellman. The defense is kind of led by Norton there. John, who are you leaning to here? This is and these are two the last five or so years, perennial one A powerhouses. Yeah, and you know, Green Sea Floyds, uh, they kind of they weren't high on the radar last mm-hmm. year, and this year they bounced back and played a lot yeah. better. I believe their one loss is to Ainer, I think, who also beat Lakeview. Um Lakeview also lost to, to HP there, but um, but yeah, Green Sea has been tough all season long, except for that one game where they lost. There was no shame in losing to a three A. Um, yeah, so I think I go with the home team on this. Mm-hmm. I, I think Lakeview wins this one. I think it's gonna be razor, razor close. Um, hard to judge the Walkamall game last week going to overtime. They are a bigger school. I expected Lakeview to win that game by yeah. a little bit more. Um, and I think Dylan, I want to say Dylan played Walkamall. Dylan smoked him. Yeah. Yeah. Smoked him. Um, but I like Lakeview. They're at home. They know what they're doing. They're yeah. good. Um, Green Sea Floyds. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. They play great. They play great all year. But I think Lakeview's a little bit better. One thing to look out for, too, as well, Green Sea Floyd is a running back. Colby Thorndike went down with an injury last week, uh, and he's questionable for the game. Not sure if he's going to be back or not for the Trojans. Um, if he is, that's a big pickup for them. John, I do want to throw this out there I was reading about today about Green Sea Floyds. They missed 28 of the first 43 days of practice because of COVID. Ooh. Just nuts. You know, I know Horry County had some of the toughest rules in the state as far as practice went this year. So hats off to those guys uh, and Coach Price and those guys were able to get get back in the groove of things and put things together after missing, you know, that's what, four weeks worth of practice at least probably early in the year. So I think I'm leaning to Lakeview as well. A little more dynamic on offense with the passing game and the running game with Bethay and Bellman and Foxworth and Dawkins, those guys. Maybe a little more dynamic offensively. I think the Wild Gators at home win this ballgame, win the region Friday night. I think so, too. The, the only the only bit of hesitation I have is that Hannah Pamplico game. Like, mm-hmm. when you drop that game, a little bit of an upset by Hannah Pamplico. Um, and I think it was the week after, um, Crimson Floyd's not involved. Maybe, possibly, possibly. Yeah, Derek says, uh, going to be a good game. 
So they were kind of stagnant against Walkamaw, taking nothing away from those guys. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, Derek, good win for sure. It was a little surprising with the, the, the overtime portion of a big win there. Shout out to Gabrielle and uh, Brian for interchecking. So thank you guys for tuning in. John, that, that's our four games of the week here. Let's give a quick shout out to some of our friends, and we'll start with our friends over at the George A.C. Bradley, Wayne Richard, and the crew. Serving the insurance needs of South Carolina for over 35 years. They're a full-line insurance agency concentrating in employee benefits and health insurance with an office in Mullins, Amarillo, and they can help you all over the state. They have clients in Greer, Rock Hill, Columbia, Aiken, et cetera. So wherever you are, get those guys a call. Whether you're a small business owner or a seasonal employee or a waiter that doesn't have an insurance through your company, whatever it is, they can help you guys out. So give them a buzz. The GeorgeAC.net, that's the GeorgeAC.net. And then our other friends over at Secured Advantage Federal Credit Union. They have a clear purpose to improve the financial lives of their members. They offer much lower loan rates and don't charge the fees that other banks do. Whatever your personal journey, Secured Advantage is here to offer you smart financial solutions. Join today at SecuredAdvantageSCU.com. That's SecuredAdvantageSCU.com. Secured Advantage Federal Credit Union, win at banking, thrive at life, member NCUA. Another comment here from Ryan says, he said he thinks it'll be close, but he's taking Lakeview. And then Derek says, uh, our two backs have been out the past two weeks, and Fox has been carrying the load. Oh, yeah, I've seen some good okay. stats on Foxworth lately. He's been doing a good job for you guys. I know he's kind of a younger kid. So Tyrell, hats off to you, man. Good job playing out there. Uh, interesting to see how this ballgame goes. But it should be a, you know, like I said, one of the four best in the state, we think, John, Friday night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really good ballgame there, John. Let's run through some of the, the statewide schedules here, 5A through 1A, and give some thoughts as we do it. As We still have some other... Maybe not region championships, but some playoffs seating on the line for sure. Yeah, and we have some really good rivalry games, mm -hmm. too. Uh, mm -hmm. Rivalry, it, it's not all of them, but a, a good bit of some rivalry games. Um, starting with Low Country, got R.B. Stahl going to Ashley Ridge. <laughs> Kane Bay will go to Berkeley. Rivalry game here, Blythewood hosting Ridgeview. Uh, Ridgeview. And trending down, yes. there's a chance for Blackwood to get a, yeah. a, a I big win here. I believe Ridgeview locked in a playoff spot with that win over Rock Hill, I think, in the, in the last one of that region. But, yeah, they have uh, started high, really fell off there. So, you know, they could, they've got the talent. They've got the Don't talent. They'll, they'll be a tough four seed for somebody, but we'll see what happens here. And we've got Greenwood going to Boiling Springs. Good. Um, a bit. It might be a test. I think Greenwood beats them up pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, I think this so, is, um, I think this so, is a 5A, 4A game. Boiling Springs 5A team. And we got Sumter going to Conway. Fort Mill will go to Gaffney. So Gaffney will be a nice tune-up for, for yep. the playoffs. Stratford will go to Goose Creek. As we talked about, the game that we get chance we'll be at is Hannah at Hillcrest. Mm -hmm. Malden will be at JL Mann. Chapin going to Lexington. Good ball game there. Yeah, this is a good game. Lexington, uh, a team that's been playing pretty good in the back half of mm -hmm. the season. Um, you know, they took it on the chin to, to Dutch Fork last week. Yeah. But, um, you know, this would be this would be a big game for their region, too, on – didn't even get that number two yeah. seed. Yeah. Um, it'd be a big big one for the, either of those. We've got Clover going to Nation Ford. White Knoll will be at River Bluff. Um, expect River Bluff will probably win that game. I think so. so that that could have some implications on Chapin and Lexington as well within that region. Then uh, a big game at District 5 or District Street Stadium. Mm -hmm. Northwestern at Rock Hill. Uh, I say Northwestern at Rock Hill. Northwestern first Rock Hill. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the away team on the scoreboard this yeah, week, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, expect Northwestern to roll. I think so, too. There. Another big game, region-wise, uh, Dorman going to Spartanburg. We have Carolina Forest at St. James. Somerville will host Fort Dorchester. You know, I'm, I'm looking for a big bounce back out of Fort B there. I believe they only scored 18 points last week in their victory over uh, West Ashley. Uh, I think it was West Ashley. Yeah, 18 and 12. So kind of a surprise there they didn't score more. You know, we talk about Zoltan Osborne, those guys can sling it all around the yard. So 
interesting to see what happens it, to see if it was maybe just kind of a blip on the radar there last week or they or if they you know had more problems i hope not but we'll see hopefully they can uh put up some points and have a nice win yeah, you don't want to don't want to give somerville a chance to pull the upset there that's right we got walkamall hosting sacristy burns will go to wade hampton wahala hosting woodmont and wanda will go to west ashley and then we'll look at 4a here starting off with uh let's see this looks like start 5a again don't there we go. <laughs> all right north augusta will go to aiken there we go airport will be at bamberg Earhart. another kind of cross classification in the season uh, beaufort will go to colleton county ac floor will be at Dreer. Manning will go through. Actually, I think it's Traveler's Rest going to easily. Uh, east side will be at Greenville. Darlington will go to Hartsville. Hilton Head will be hosting May River. Indyland hosting Lancaster. James Island hosting Bluffton. Greer will go to Lawrence. This game has a lot of playoff implications for this region as well. Yeah, I believe we mentioned it last week, but just in case we didn't, um, you know, Lawrence missed two games due to COVID this year against Greenwood and Greenville. Uh, that region is Greenwood, Greenville, Lawrence, Greer, Eastside. Um, so so, East, so Lawrence will only play three region games. What they're going to do is they're going to count wins only instead of total records. So could get some funky stuff, or there's a chance that, that Lawrence ends up as the two seed in that region they beat Greer and Greenville falls down to three, which would be a heck of a three seed, which might have to match up with them, match up with them round run. Um, interesting way that they're going to have to do that with those COVID cancellations. Um, I thought they were going to count them as losses, but they're not. So kind of a weird thing. But if Greer wins this game, it'll take care of itself. So we'll see what happens with there. But um, a lot of things to be decided still in that kind of Reed River uh, region um, there in 4A. Yeah, I think Lawrence got a great chance to win that game. They've got a good football team. They Lawrence do. Is pretty solid. We've got Irmo will go to Lugoff Elgin. Irmo trying to bounce back. And I'll tell you what, Lugoff has been in a heck of a situation here the last few weeks. Yes. They get they have to play AC Floor after AC Floor gets beat. Mm -hmm. uh, felt the wrath of the Falcons in that one. Now they gotta face Irma after Irma had a tough loss against Westwood. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, tough loss. Tough Irma off of the demons here. Irma goes from being the the one seed in the region to probably fall down to number three now having to go on the road in the playoffs. So the bad loss for the, for the Yellow Jackets last week. Yeah, very um, very detrimental for those guys there. Uh, this is a big PD. We, we talked about maybe including this game in the, mm -hmm. the top four. Um, but North Myrtle Beach is falling off a little bit. We they thought it would be a little bit better this year. But North Myrtle Beach will go to Myrtle Beach for their big game. Uh, this past few years, this has been a big-time decider and who gets the home field advantage in the, yep. or in yep. the playoffs. But uh, Myrtle Beach should be able to walk with this one. But you never again, know. Myrtle Beach, you got to make this game. So That's we'll right. And I think this year uh, everything's pretty much decided in that region, so this doesn't have any effect on the region. But you obviously want to win that game with such a big rivalry ball game there. Um, I think Myrtle Beach just has too much talent, I think, for the Chiefs. Uh, but it could be a good ball game there, Doug Shaw, for sure. Then we've got West Side will go to Pickens. South Aiken going to host Midland Valley. Talk about one of our other games of the week. And that's probably the biggest game in the state, South Point hosting York. We've got Wahala will host Woodmont. I think I mentioned that because that's another mm -hmm. cross-classification game. Uh, big game in Florence. This is uh, not as big of a game as it would have been in the middle of the season. 
but South Lawrence and West Lawrence. This is yeah. a fun game to be at. Though. Yeah, South Lawrence coming off a tough loss last week to Myrtle Beach. I think they're guaranteed that two seed in that region, so they're getting a home game too. But West is a team that we talk about how they play defense. They could be very good in the playoffs as well. Make sure you match up there to see what West can do against that South Lawrence offense. Yeah, and you know, West Lawrence the last few years has been the better program. Yeah. This would be a good chance for South Lawrence to, to bounce back a little bit and uh, right the ship there in that rivalry. And then we've got Ruction Northeast. We'll head to Westwood, uh, your team of the week, coming off yeah, a huge big win against Irmo Yellow Jackets. Uh, down, I think, 34-14. to 14 from the two Irmo came back to win that ball game. Big win for them. A uh, couple comments here. Derek says, come on down to the swamp. He said, I'll treat us to a good barbecue sandwich Ooh. and a drink, John. Ooh. Hey, now. I want to come up at Shuler Barbecue, Derek. Come on. I don't, don't, you know, <laughs> don't joke with me here. Uh, Chris Blanton says, what's up? <laughs> Go ahead. We haven't had barbecue at a game yet this year. We haven't. We're missing out. Which, uh, and then Chris said, uh, South Point York will be a slobber knocker. We agree. Um, that was one of our games of the week, so if you want to go back, check out that at the end of the show. We, we both lean South Point, but should be a good ball game for sure, John. Let's look at some, some 3A stuff here. And, you know, while I'm thinking about it, uh, that part of the state may have the best game day uh, grub. I mean, about so barbecue, Dylan with the chicken bog. Yeah, Dylan's I mean, chicken bog. Can't beat it. Can't that beat it. That is pretty doggone good there. Can't beat it down there. Hopping into 3A, I'm not sure what kind of concessions Academic Magnet has. But they will be hosting Oceanside. Daniel will go to Belton Honey Path. Blue Ridge hosting Berea. Brooklyn Casey hosting Orangeburg Wilkinson. Big game there in that region. I think they're still a three-way tie now. I know Strong Thurman got beat by Gilbert last week. Right. But I believe O'Dub, BC, and Gilbert are all still tied for that region lead. So that we could end up with a two-way tie there for the lead. I'm, I'm thinking it's probably what's going to happen. I don't know what the tiebreaker is going to be there. So big ball game there down at the cage. Yeah, Orangeburg Wilkinson's good enough to win this game. They are. They're really good defense. Really really good defense. Especially, you know, we've seen Brooklyn Casey kind of mm -hmm. uh, be inconsistent this year. So that, that game is certainly, uh, I, I went bet the house against that one. Yeah. We've got Broom going to Chapman. Could be a lot of points in that one. I'll could tell you be, that. Uh, Chapman locked up the region last week with the win over Clinton, or sorry, the win over uh, Union County. Broom can swing around with Dylan Ramirez. We know what Chapman can do with Settle and Black and those guys. Could be a, an offensive shootout over there, Chapman, for sure. Yeah, and Chapman had a lot of trouble in Union County last week. They did. Week. Went to uh, overtime. Yeah. That gives Broom some hope in this game to to make some noise because I think Broom, Broom's probably better than Union. Mm -hmm. So I think this, uh, hey, if Chapman's got two uh, two weeks in a row where they have some struggling defense, Broom's got a chance. Yep. We've got Fox Creek will host Strom Thurman. Hanahan, another big <laughs> rivalry here. Hanahan hosting Bishop England. Those two do not get along. Chesney will be at Mid-Carolina. This game will be on a Thursday. North Charleston hosting Battery Creek. Now, and I want to say Battery Creek with head coach Terrence Ash hadn't played but a couple games this year due to COVID issues and whatnot. So you hate to see that because we thought we were kind of getting out of it. But I know they've had a had a tough start to the uh, to the to the year. But hopefully they can, they can play well Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. At least close it out strong. Um, you got Carolina will go to Palmetto. Ren will be at Pendleton. Powdersville hosting Southside, trying to put a cap on Region championship on the line there as well. Yeah, I think Southside, I think, is only four and five, but they're undefeated in region this okay. year. Powdersville is still undefeated all the season. Um, yeah, we saw them a couple weeks ago, John. Thomas Williams is back. He played last Friday night for those guys. Good. I think uh, even though they're both, you know, even record in region, I think Powdersville is way better. Um, I'm leaning towards... The Patriots here, and if you missed our interview last week, last week with Coach Robert Musk, check that on our Facebook page. Really good stuff, really good insight on what it was like starting the program from scratch, and then you know 
some of the playmakers they've got this year on the team and whatnot. So definitely check that out. But I think Powdersville gets the win and clinches that region uh, Friday night. Yeah, really check out that interview. Really good story about the Powdersville uh, Patriots. Really cool how they've they've gone from literally nothing, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> to now having an undefeated season. I think they're going to be a big time player in the playoffs that's right uh, this year really excited about them they're a fun team to watch yes got, they got some firepower they yeah. do yeah they're a good team we have uh gilbert going to swansea union hosting emerald si- um and woodruff will be hosting clinton to i think out. union county gets their one win of the season this Friday night over uh, emerald there i believe i'm picking those guys they should they should and hey let's you know hey you had a good game last week you, you gave chapman everything you had mm-hmm. let's go out and get a win uh, a couple comments here. Derek says he'll get Shulers to cater for us, John. Let's change the plans. Hold now. Hold now. Chris, uh, Chris Blanton says, what do you think about those Gaffney Indians? Gaffney, they're going to get an easy win over Fort Mill, I think. You know, that was yeah. A, I'll tell you what, Chris, I don't know if you were at the game Friday. I know Patrick was. I was a little worried. I know they kind of struggled offensively for a bit against Clover there. Uh, Clover kind of stacked the box and kind of kind of stopped that offense. I know you guys had a defensive touchdown. So it worried me a little bit, but I think you guys just, you'll be fine in the playoffs for sure. Um, and then he also says, Broom ain't that good, don't have a defense. Yeah. Broom can't stop anybody, but I don't know if Chapman can either. Yeah, so after, we'll see how that goes. After what they uh, put out on the field against Union last week. Who knows? Chapman's defense better show up because they didn't show up last Friday. Yeah, that's so right. We'll, that's we'll right. Uh, going into 2 at Got some good games in 2 at here. We do. This year. Uh, or some rivalry games here this week as well. Got Buford going to Andrew Jackson. I think AJ will going to roll in this one up. Buford. Not too great right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrews hosting Carver's Bay. Wade Hampton will be at Barnwell. A game that I think Wade Hampton's going to blow them out because I don't want to make a Barnwell anymore. You know, I thought they were getting better. They had the bad loss early in the year uh, to Calhoun. Uh, Calhoun Falls, I believe it yeah. was. They came back with some nice wins. Had the lead over Silver Bluff at halftime a couple weeks ago. They get outscored 40 to nothing or whatever it was in the second half and lose to Pillion last week. A yeah, team that yeah. we don't think is very good. I think Barnwell's looking to get in that four seed in that region now, having to travel every week. And it's surprising because they've got they got their playmaker back. The Pinder kid is back from the, the college one, I believe, unless he didn't play. I know he was back two weeks against Silver Bluff. So I don't know what to make of those guys, but I, I think I, what I saw projected-wise, they could be a four seed traveling to Marion in round one. That's a game where if you're Marion, that's not who you want to see in the first round. No, it's Just, not. you know, looking at their at their history over there at the Warhorses and Barnwell, but – I don't know what's going on with those guys, but uh, they, they need to win heading in the playoffs. Yeah. And Wade Hampton's a good team. Yeah, it's going to be tough to get one, for Wade sure. Wade Hampton's a very good team. Um, I, I might be with you on that one. I think Wade Hampton might be. And it's so hard to pick against Blomwell. Mm-hmm. You know, cool. They've been, been powerhouse for year after year after year. Um, but, yeah, rough year for Blomwell right now. We've got uh, Shaw hosting Chesterfield. Big game over there. Abby will be at Christchurch. I believe that's technically for region, but I don't. Uh, it's yeah. not really for region. You Whatever. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Panthers gonna roll, I believe, in that one Friday night. Right, go ahead, go ahead and put Abbeville on the on the trophy <laughs> there. Uh, Eau Claire will go to Columbia. Crescent will be hosting Liberty. Edisto hosting Pelion. I expect Pelion to to keep the momentum rolling mm-hmm. and winning that game. We've got Gray. Hosting Newberry for the region, right? In that yeah, game. I believe so. Gray is four and region. Newberry and Saluda both three and one. Uh, if Saluda wins, then Newberry can win. They'll be a three-way tie. I don't know what their their, their tiebreaker is there. Last regular season game for head coach Phil Strickland at, at Newberry before he retires there. I think Graves has too much firepower and with Casey Adams and Trey Robinson. Those guys talk about every week how good they are. Uh, also. Happy birthday to Gray Collegiate head coach Adam Holmes. Okay, very good. Shout nice. out, coach! Happy birthday to you today, very man. Nice. Uh, Doing good, thing, doing good things out there at Gray. 
I mean, I, I can't bet against KZ and those guys uh, yeah. at home with the regional line. There's no letdown spot for them. I think they roll, beat Newberry, Newberry by a couple scores Friday night. Uh, yeah, most likely, but you got to show up. Yeah, yeah Newberry's got talent, they, too. They do yeah. have talent. Today. Newberry's uh, certainly good. That um, They're not going to roll over, that's for sure, uh, especially for the region. Mm-hmm. On Newberry uh, and playing last game for their coach. Yeah. They're going to be pumped up. Yep. They're going to be ready to go. Uh, we got Lake Marion will be hosting Burke. Blacksburg will be at Legion Collegiate. 96 will be hosting West Oak. North Central will be hosting Central of Pageland. Phillip Simmons, big win for them last week. I was yes. Preston yeah. Berlin over Timberland. They will be hosting Richland Hardyville. St. Joseph's hosting Landrum. And Timberland will be hosting Woodland before they. Yeah, Timberland, tough loss last week for those guys. Uh, um, a couple comments here. Uh, Drell says Schuler's road trip. I hey, I don't hate it, Drell. <laughs> Chris says he wasn't at the Gaffey game. He was at Broom and Woodruff, uh, but he was ch- tuning in. He said you can do good things. You can recruit. And he said he'll take Newberry in that game over Gray. I tell you what, man, Gray Gray's tough. Uh, Rashodi had Rashodi says Lamar had a great game against Trey Ainer last week, losing twelve six in overtime. Yeah, that is a that wild a one, you know. Great uh, game. You know, both teams. I mean, I think both teams got a lot better for that ball game. I mean, that, those are two good football teams. I think Ainer's in the top ten now in their in their classification. Lamar obviously top ten in one A. Really good ball game. Sounds like wish I could have been there. But um, hats off to the Blue Jackets pulling over that win over the Silver Fox. Yeah, well, I, I'm impressed with Lamar too. Yeah, Ainer's Ain- Ain- no joke. Uh, that right. was that was very impressive by Lamar. Hey, and, and hats off to those guys uh, and, and coach. Uh, can't think of his name right now. But uh, Lamar scheduling some big, big out of conference games with Timberland, yeah. and then you know even Dylan and Ainer. So they they stepped up and they haven't played you know just one of schools. They played some bigger boys this yeah. season too. Yeah, I love it, and uh, that's going to go a long way I think in the playoffs. Yep, yep. Uh, jumping down to one A, uh, just a few games here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Bethune Bowman hosting Branchville, C A Johnson will be hosting MacB, Whitmire will go to Dixie. Allendale Fairfax at Estill. We talked about the big one, the real big one here mm-hmm. for 1A. Lakeview hosting Green Sea Floyds. Timmonsville wrapping up the program. Last they, game ever for the whirlwinds, huh? Yeah, yeah. They get it home, so that's cool. Playing Hannah Pamplico. Um, gosh, I'd love to see it upset. That's, that, yeah, that's, that's going to be it, man. Eh, boy, that's going to be tough. Yeah, that, those are Ra- Raiders are going to be upset, you know, especially coming off that uh, that tough loss last week to, uh, to Ainer. Correct. No, uh, to Green Sea Floyd. Sorry. Floyd. Yeah, tough loss. Uh, so I know that the coach Johnson, I think they've ready to roll. But yeah, Timmons will be great to see him get a win, but yeah. I, I don't think it's going to happen Friday night. Yeah, they've had a, they've had a rough uh, last dance here. Mm-hmm. And then we've got, uh, wrapping it up, Southside, Christian will go to Ware Shoals. Yeah, the, the 1A favorite there. I saw Ja'Cory Martin in here earlier. Appreciate you, Ja'Cory, for tuning in, man. Really good quarterback down there for the Sabres. Big win last week over Dixie. Dixie actually did score points. So somebody, somebody other than four A has now scored on those guys, which is crazy. But Southside uh, is going to be tough. It's going to be a really tough out for anybody in one A this year, John. Let's uh, let's run through our pick'em results right quick here. If you guys haven't been a part of it this year, you really missed out. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we did ten games a week. You pick them. We're doing a prize at the end of the season, so we're still trying to figure out how we're going to work that because we got a lot of guys who may tie. So we're trying to figure out what the tiebreaker is going to be. I'll send it out in the email in the post this week what we're going to do, but. Let's look back at our week nine pick'em leaders. We had a five-way tie for first at nine and one between Kane E, Charlie L, Tyler D, Hunter A, and Jarrell H, all at nine and one. Then had a, a, a five-way tie for six as well with Curtis S, Mark F, Brian L, Chris G, Kelsey, and Amy S, all at eight and two. I was at eight and two. John was at seven and three. So a, a nice bounce back week there after um, was it last week we had uh, the low score two yeah, weeks ago. Nice to see everybody kind of getting some picks right again. Uh, so 
Hats off to those five, Jarrell, Hunter, Tyler, Charlie, and Kane for time for that first place spot. And then our overall leaderboard, this is what really matters here, John. Sting. We told you we've been dropping the lowest score each week, or dropping your lowest score of the season. So if you had a five and you've got everything else is higher, that would drop your five off. So everybody's going to have, I guess, 10 scores at the end of the year after we get through week 10 because of week zero. And our leader, solo leader right now, Tyler D at right. 71. We've got two guys tied there for a second, Kane and Charlie at 70. Mark F. sitting right behind there at 68. Brian L. at 67. Kyle and Amy at 65. Trevor, Chris, Jarrell, Ryan, and David at 64. I'm at 71. John, you're at 61. Really, anybody's ball game here last week of the season. We got we got three or four guys who could certainly make a play and, and catch up here. Yeah, I need I need all those guys to win the lottery this week and uh, move to some remote island. <laughs> Just forget the internet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should see how this turns out. I mean, because I think, you know, we should have some tougher games this week, I think. So yeah. we could see some fours and fives in there. So you have to, you have to bring your A game to, to get this win. But we've debated on if we're going to do the highest of the lowest scores gets the tiebreaker or what we're going to do. We're kind of still talking through that, but we'll have it settled out for us in the email out tomorrow. But appreciate all you guys. And we've had, you know, usually 40 to 50 participants a week. So really cool to see everybody get in there. We appreciate you guys doing that and being a part of it. We really enjoyed it. We'll certainly do it again next year. And hopefully next year it can be a little more smoother because hopefully we'll, we'll know for sure when games are getting played. Won't be as many cancellations and movements and whatnot. So next year should be even better. But appreciate you guys who have played along with our pick em all season long, John. Let's get one more shout-out here to our friends before we get into the polls uh, that just dropped today. First one over at the Georgia AC. My friend Bradley George just played golf in this weekend. Really good dude there. If you guys need health insurance, life insurance, um, insurance for your for your small business, for all your employees, give those guys a buzz. Check them out at thegeorgesc.net. They can help you out with all that. They've been in South Carolina for over 35 years. Offices in Mur Mullins and Merle's They can help you out all across the state. So give those guys a buzz. Check them out at thegeorgesc.net. And then our friends over at Secured Advantage Federal Credit Union. They have a clear purpose to improve the financial lives of their members. They offer much lower loan rates and don't charge the fees that other banks do. Whatever your personal journey, Security Advantage is here to offer you smart financial solutions. Join today at securityadvantagefcu.com. Win at banking, thrive at life, member NCUA. Offices in Duncan and Temple and other places as well. They can definitely help you out. So tell them the move and the change voice sent you, and they will hopefully take care of you guys. A couple comments here I want to get to. Uh, Derek said he'll also treat... Jarrell to some Lakeview hospitality as long as they win. <laughs> a little caveat. I like, I like that, Derek. I appreciate I like that. Bill, Bill Hensley says, uh, hey, fellas, getting late here. Or, like, getting here. Bill, appreciate you tuning in, man. A big win for Greenwood last week, locking in that region. We talked about it earlier about how they're going to work this uh, Lawrence uh, playoff uh, fiasco here and how that's going to play out. I, I don't know what to think about that. But Greenwood should get a nice win this week over Golden Springs and, and, yeah, and set, set, set themselves up for a very good spot. Chris, that has been fun to do the pick em. Yeah, Chris, I really enjoyed Thanks. it too, man. Um, hopefully next year I'll have a little bit smoother. Appreciate you guys uh, who have done it. Thank you, Chris, for being a part of the week for sure. But, John, let's uh, let's give a look-see at some of the 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A polls that just dropped today. The I don't know if they do it in the playoffs. Do you remember? I'm pretty sure they do not. I so maybe the final poll, certainly the final regular season poll until the seasons or until the you know playoffs are done with. But let's roll through that, John, and give a look at uh, what we can pick on this week out of that. I think I think they do one more. Okay. At the end of the regular season, but I'm not positive. Um, we'll see. Could be the last one. Let's do it. Um, starting five A Dutch Fork again, number one. Surprise, surprise. Fort Dorchester stays two. Gaffney remains three. Hannah comes in at four. Northwestern stays five. Sumter six, Spring Valley seven, Hillcrest is eight, mm -hmm. Lexington nine, Chapin ten, 
Tell you what, man, there's just some teams in that top ten we haven't really talked about at all this year. You know, we mentioned Spring Valley when they beat South Point, talked to them, them, you know, briefly there. Sumter, we haven't really been high on them. You know, they lost early at AC4, lost a lot of guys from last year's team. Haven't hit much on the Gamecocks, but they keep winning as well. Yeah, you know, Sumter just hasn't had a, a ton of, you know, before that first game was probably yeah. the biggest game they've yeah. had all year. I, you know, I know when they beat Carolina Forest, Carolina Forest had a lot of guys out in, in, in one early year, so that wasn't really a, a big win necessarily at that point. Um, so, I don't really know what to think of those guys still, honestly, out of Sumter. Yeah, yeah, people are going to have to say a lot of film on those guys. Yeah. Uh, jumping down to 4-8, we've got Myrtle Beach. Third week in a row with the new oh. number one. Number one. It, it might be the cursed spot right now. You don't it, want to be there. It could be. North, North Myrtle Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. And they've got 11 of the first place, 11 of the 17 first place votes. Number two getting three of those votes is South Point. It, here's, I don't understand this. Greenwood's number three. They get no votes. They just beat Green. Yeah. Very a good Greenville team. Yeah. They're a very good team. They've got no first place votes. AC Floor is fourth. They've got three votes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got, uh, Greenville is fifth. So they were they were fifth a couple they, weeks ago. Yeah. Jumped up to one. Yeah. They're back to five. Um, York is six. South Florence seven. West Florence eight. Big match up there. Bay River ninth. And Beaver coming in at tenth. A, t- a team I saw in other achievement votes there, do it told either is South Aiken. That's a team that's had a really good season. I think they're, they're I believe, clinched that region already. They're going to be in a, a tough out as well. The thoroughbreds are there in the playoffs. Yeah, um, just right there on the cusp. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think they've been in the top team all year. I don't think they have either. Yeah. Uh, going down to 3A, we've got Daniel getting all of those first place votes at number one. Dylan is number two. Chapman, three. Camden, four. Clinton is five. Powdersville, six. Mm-hmm. Laura Richland is now seven. Brooklyn Casey, eight. Gilbert, nine. And Ainer rounding out the top ten. A team that I like seeing there, John, is one of the receiving votes. That's Oceanside Collegiate. Yeah. You know, they, they lost a couple games early in the year to, to Gray and to uh, the team in North Carolina. Was it Huff or Butler, one of those guys? But they've been really rolling since then. Haven't gotten a lot of respect, and I think they're a team that's that's going to make some noise as well in the playoffs. I think so, too. They're another one that we haven't really talked about a ton, but they have been playing a lot better as the season's gone. I think their first game, uh, first game up, I think they played Myrtle Beach maybe in their first game. Um, no, they played them later on. It was kind of a reschedule, I think, they got okay, Myrtle okay. Beach. Maybe they're yeah. supposed to play in first game, uh, yep. and they're very competitive with them. But uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, they're, they're going to sneak, sneaky. Maybe sneak, sneak up on some folks. Going down to 2A, we've got Abbeville number one. Gray Collegiate number two. Gray getting one first place. So getting vote. one vote. Getting one vote. We've got third, Silver Bluff, fourth, Marion. Fifth is now Philip Simmons. Saluda is six. Chesterfield, seven. Timberland, eight. Christchurch, nine. And Wade Hampton at 10. Yeah, uh, surprising to see that Philip Simmons didn't jump higher after that win yeah. over Timberland. I thought they may yeah. be going to that three spot, or, or may not three, but probably that four spot ahead of Marion. Marion, I believe, off this week. And I'll tell you what, the Swamp Foxes, I think they're, a lot of these votes they're getting are based off what they did last year. Not saying they're not a good team. They just haven't really played anybody yet. Yeah. It's kind of that. That's kind of a weak region there. Um, so I thought that the Phillips Simmons may jump those guys, but they didn't. And then Chesterfield, big win over uh, Andrew Jackson last week. I believe Clemson region for those guys. Big win for there for, yeah. for those guys. They can score some points for sure. But, yeah, uh, very high-powered Rams team. 2A is going to be fun. 2A is going to be yeah, fun. 2A has got a lot of... You know, we, we know what Gray is, and we know what Abbeville is, but everybody got a couple of them that can basically really mix it up. It's going to be fun. And then closing out with 1A, got Southside Christian, of course, number one, getting all the votes there. 
Bamberg Earhart is two, Baptist Hill three, Lamar is four, Whale Branch at five, Rich Spring Winnetta six, Lakeview seven, Green Sea Floyd's eight, C.E. Murray is ninth, and Calhoun County coming in at the 10th spot. Yeah, so big matchup. Like we talked about Lakeview Green Sea Floyd's maybe a big matchup there for sure. Kind of surprised C.E. Murray is a team that we had talked much about. They, I think they won their region there. Uh, a couple nice wins later in the year for those guys. i tell you what I don't know anything about, John. Baptist Hill. I was just about to say. Okay, they're sitting there at three. I don't know anything about those guys. But, I mean, to be ahead of Lamar, you must be good. That's they're really good. Somebody, really? thinks they're, somebody thinks they're pretty good. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I'd have a hard time putting them ahead of Lamar for sure. I would too. Personally. But uh, I have a hard time putting them ahead of Lake. <laughs> yeah, that's very true <laughs> as well. That's very true as well. Then you know we we know Calhoun County there at ten has had some nice wins. They've also had some bad losses. Yeah. Um, one is I, you know I think we talked about it how we think the Southside Christians probably head and shoulders better than most teams in one A. I don't know if anybody can play with them. We'll see. Uh, but there's some good depth there behind yeah. behind them for sure. And, you know I'd like to see what they would do against a Bamberg or a Lamar. Um, mm-hmm. You know if, if Southside had to play Ana, I'd say whoa that's gonna be a really close game. Yeah. Well, Lamar did it. It was a very yep. close game. Yep. So I, I, Lakey played him close, too, early in the year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 1A will be fun to watch as well. Uh, For sure. Well, now I'll look forward to you next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of good stuff. If you guys are just, just tuning in now, I see we've got Ryan and Cheryl and, and Bill and those guys in here. Don't forget, next week we'll be doing our playoff preview shows, 1, 2, and 3A one night and 4 and 5A one night. Definitely want to check those out. We go through the whole bracket. We kind of pick. You know, we pick the week, you know, the, the, the round one games, of course, and we kind of give some far-off predictions where we think this team's going to win, and then, we'll, you know, we'll do it in the next week and whatnot. But a lot of fun to do those playoff preview shows because we don't know what's going to happen, but it's cool to see and, and, and get involved with that stuff. That'll be a lot of fun. So definitely tune in for those next probably Tuesday and Wednesday and Wednesday is what we're looking at. So this is your first time tuning in. Appreciate it. Like our post here, like our video, like our page, so you'll know when we go live next week. We do usually do a preview show on Tuesdays. We'll happen again next week for sure. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter and, and Instagram at Move and Change, M O B I N C H A I N S. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify for our audio only version. We do an audio only version of this show that gets put on there tonight. We'll have an audio only version of our recap show to go on there Sunday, talking about everything that happened in the previous week. So, lots of good stuff there. We've got some good interviews coming for you guys down the pipe. We're going to get some different coaches lined up for the for the playoff push there. Um, it'll be fun to check that out. If you missed our Interviews earlier this year with either Rob Sanders from Riverside's quarterback or Ethan Campbell, Clinton, D.C., or even Robert Muster, Powderville head coach last week. Really good insights and stuff that is still uh, still valuable now, even though it's later down the road for sure. Just kind of learn. Cool to get the stories behind some of those guys. So definitely check those out. Um, John, anything you want to add here as we get ready to uh, to get off here into Week 10? I don't think so. We uh, At this point in the season, we know, what's, we know what's ahead of us. We know what's on the table. And- what certain schools have to do. That's right. Derek says, good job again, guys. Derek, we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for the kind words. Um, you know, and, and one more thing I want to hit on, the pick them. Don't forget to pick them. If you're in a position to win, you do not want to miss your picks this week. So definitely be in tune for that. Probably going out tomorrow morning. I'll probably get that posted, uh, what we're going to do as far as the tiebreaker and everything. So definitely get your 10 picks in. Try to win that prize. You, you, you want, I mean, this is the inaugural pick of championship. That's right. This, this is like bragging right. rights for, for a while. Nobody can be uh, first. Only, only one person. You got to get that done. So, so if you're in there, definitely be a part of it. Even if you didn't do it all year, and want to do it for a week. Might as well do it. We're still, you know, scoring the, the weekly stuff. So might as well, yeah. might as well do it for one week. Why not? Why not? But uh, I think that's all I need to hit on, John. I think we're good to go. We'll probably be at Hillcrest, TL Handle Commission. So if you guys are there Friday night, definitely say hey to us. Love chatting with. I know we'll probably see Jeff out there. Uh, a couple other guys. I know we got some TL Hand fans or TL Hannah fans who follow us as well. So definitely. 
feel free to come say hey and talk some ball with us. We love doing it. And uh, excited, John, to get on the road for some playoff matchups, too. Oh, I know yeah. We were looking oh, at it yeah. at lunch day about some different potential projections for the playoffs round one. We're like, this game looks pretty good. This game looks good. So excited to see where that, that lines out and, and to get that preview show, going, preview show going and to get down to some games next next Friday night for sure. But uh, for John Epps, I'm Kevin Thomas. We're, we're, we are moving the chance. It's been our week 10 high school football preview show. We'll catch you guys next week.